0: Intel has what is a crazy CPU. It's just going to be probably the best budget one that you're going to buy. Also, the LastPass hack that happened a while ago was bad. Oh, it's so bad. And Apple... Also bad, they made a bad move with their GPU. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your bright host, we're gonna be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast, and today's top story is about the Core i5-13500. This is a chip that I've been very excited for ever since we found out that it's gonna be a multi-core beast, 14 cores on this bad boy. But we've been getting like drips and drabs of benchmarks as time has been moving forward, and finally, these are appearing at retail, and we actually have official review of this by an extreme overclocker known as Alva, or Lucky Noob, who I've actually met several times. This is a great guy, but he put it through its paces, found out a few details of the 13500 because he was able to pick it up at retail, and oh, man, like, not only does this make the 12600K look like nonsense, it also makes a lot of what AMD is offering at the same price just, like, this is got to be a great chip. So all of the testing was done on a Z690 with DDR4, which I will remind you is one of the benefits of Intel's platform at this point. You can use older memory. You don't have to update to DDR5. You could argue that platform longevity is a thing for AMD, but you're not getting the level of performance that Intel is giving you at the price point that Intel is going to give you at. So there's two different modes that are on this 13500. There is the PL1 and the PL2 mode. At PL1, the clock speeds aren't so great, but that's because it's it's limited to 65 watts. At the PL2, you can see that this thing cranks up to roughly 4.8, 4.9 gigahertz on the P cores and does a really good job with the E cores. So the PL1 setting, as I mentioned, does 65 watts. The PL2 setting does 154 watts, which is just, crazy. Obviously, this is going to be the joke that Intel is hot and loud and they just take a lot to cool, but you're getting a lot of performance for what is hardly a price increase over the previous generation 12500. In testing, what you'll see in multi-core at PL1, it's competing with the 12600K at 65 watts. You slap a stock cooler on this thing, it is competing with the 12600K at a much cheaper price point. The 3500, when uncorked, beats out the 12600K. You just put a H212 on this and it gets very close to hitting the 12700K in performance with that multi-core. In single core, it does all right. It's about a 12600K in single core. It definitely beats out the 12400. But this thing is looking to be extremely well-performant. He does mention that it might be able to run on something like an H610 board, which should be very cheap, but you're going to have to make sure that you're only running it at the 65 over Watt profile rather than the uncorked mode. But if you do have a good cooler and a VRM setup on a motherboard, this might be the bang for buck chip. He even says, oh, now I'm not sure if the i5-13600K is my best CPU of the year, or if the i5-13500 might have better multi-core performance per dollar. This is something that Intel is really bringing home this generation is just offering a ton of cores for very few extra dollars and making it so that these things perform well. Alder Lake was a really good revelation for Intel seeing what Raptor Lake has on hand although these are actually based on older like cores the 13th gen is essentially what i'm trying to say intel's doing a good job here i'm excited to see this this is honestly going to change the performance delta in mid-tier builds, you slap in a $200, $13,500, maybe get this on sale for $175 at some point, you throw in a B660 motherboard, you're still on DDR4, which is gonna cost you, what, 50, 60 bucks to get 16 gigs? And then you're looking at something that can handle an RTX 3090, at 4 k at 1440p, high refresh, like these things are gonna outpace where budget graphics cards are. That, we haven't been there. a while it's been mid-tier cpus have not been able to keep up with the fastest gpus out on the market this is one of those things where it looks like that's going to be a possibility i in case you can't tell i'm very excited for the 13500 and the 13400, which is fewer cores, probably a little bit cheaper, but still a lot of value at the price point. Let me know what you think of Intel's new CPUs down below in the comments. Well, I'll let you know about today's video sponsor. My friends, today's video is sponsored by JSO. You know that I've talked about them because I'm a big fan of their Steam Deck accessories, but that's not all they make. They have accessories for a ton of other great products, such as the one they want me to talk about today, which I've been using, so it's a little out of design. And that is this Oculus Link charging cable, which number one allows you to charge your VR device, very important, but then it has a second cable that allows you to connect it to your computer so that you can use the Link software in order to run it from your computer. So you get both a charge as well as connection to your PC all in one single cable. The USB-A that plugs into your PC is capable of delivering up to 10 gigabits per second, which is gonna be great for any VR experience that you wanna take from your gaming computer and put it onto your headset, as well as the fact that you're going to stay charged the entire time thanks to the additional USB-C cable that's on the other end. JSO really has made something super convenient for you in case you're trying to get a long game session out of your VR headset and currently they have their holiday sale going on right now. If you click the link in the video description, you'll save money when you pick up this cable. Again, check them out at the link in the video description. JSO providing accessories that I love for my Steam Deck, but now also for a VR headset as well. Check them out down below. Big thanks again to them for sponsoring today's video. But now let's get to something that's not cool, not great, kind of stupid. The last Pass. We've talked about this in previous episodes of Hot News back in August. There was a breach where they said no data was stolen, that was compromising of passwords or anything like that. It was a spear phishing attack that really just walked away with some of their source code and not a ton else. But as they've done more digging or potentially kept this information, it's hard to say, especially you can't necessarily trust a company whose entire job is to keep your stuff safe with them being like, yeah, we can't do that. Sorry, but they are coming out and saying that now that it's it was worse than you possibly could think because they not only took portions of source code and proprietary LastPass technical information, despite them saying that customers' master passwords, encrypted passwords, personal info weren't affected. Uh, it turns out they were affected; that they were taken. The master password, according to them, was not involved in this, but the vaults and the stored passwords of the clients have been taken which you could read a couple of different thoughts on this some people have said especially LastPass has said this is not a big deal it's going to take forever to crack all these passwords it's not hard i've looked at some security experts who are like if you buy a 4090 they're going to crack these real fast so if you use last pass as a password manager regardless of who's right um Reconsider what's going on with your passwords. Make sure that you're safe and protected. LastPass really trying to downplay this thing. It's not as big of a deal as as you think it might be. We're we're really working on there's a lot of, you know, encryption that's going on, but We're in the age of heavy power. Compute can actually crack a lot of this stuff. If you're with FlaskPass, change your master password. Start changing all of the passwords for the accounts that you use and that actually matter. Or consider switching to a different password manager. Obviously, no other password manager is going to be not vulnerable to the same things that have occurred with last pass. spear phishing attacks can happen with anybody. Uh, it will depend on the organization and the mitigations that they have and the level of approvals that you have to go through where the spear phishing attacks might not be as effective in other organizations. I don't. Claim to know anything about the behind the scenes of these companies, but there's other options like One Password or there's open source stuff that you can host yourself. I've heard really good things about Bitwarden. Change your passwords, make sure they're unique, but also it's hard, especially when you know YouTubers were promoting things like LastPass. Obviously, it's a good service; it makes a lot of sense. But if you trust anybody, it's it's a single point of failure that can create a lot of issues for other people. If this has affected you, let me know down below in the comments. If you have any beautiful suggestions on how people can effectively manage their passwords in a way that is gonna be effective, sound off down below in the comments. I wanna hear from you. And you wanna hear about crypto stocks. Bitcoin having a wild crib. It's uh didn't really do much, but it went down at one point it went back up. Just like the roller coaster. Also Ethereum. Same story. And Dogecoin down just a little bit to be at 7.5 cents. Reese, my down friend, because you're down South South Africa. He's been on vacation. He had a beautiful Christmas. I saw pictures. What do you got for UFD deals, buddy? Yo, welcome back to UFD Deals to bring the hottest tech deals out on the internet vacationaries chiming in not so live from sunny South Africa. This week's gonna be a little bit different. I only have a two meg upload speed here, so I gotta make this short and sweet. But like always, you'll find the links to all the deals in the video description. And until next time, enjoy the rest of your hot news. Cheers. So look at my galaxy chicken friend. No, come back. No thank you, friend. And, oh, man, you know who Apple's not going to be thanking? Their engineers. According to reports, they made a big oopsie-doopsie when it came to the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max's GPU. According to reports from the information, they're saying that Apple was actually planning on doing an overhaul of their GPU on the iPhone 14 Pro, and what ended up happening was a rare engineering misfire for the company, where they were too ambitious with adding new features, and prototypes had much higher power draw than the simulated estimates expected. So the GPUs really came out not as great, which we actually saw that earlier this year with the Samsung Exynos chips that were made by AMD. They were just underwhelming because reports were they were hot, they were loud and they kind of just sucked. So the report goes into this actually might be a systemic issue where Apple is overworking their engineers. There's too much going on. They're not as focused. It might be a problem with how Apple's planning on developing their silicon moving forward. And this could potentially cause ripple effects down the line. If they can't deliver on something like an iPhone GPU, that might cause ramifications for things like the M3, the M4, whatever they're going to start putting in their desktop. And it can put them in an Intel situation, which was one of the reasons why Apple dropped Intel was because they were stagnant for so long. They had engineering misfires. They had miscommunication. They were overzealous on what they could try to deliver in anything beyond 14 nanometers. And then Apple just was able to outpace them. But they're going to likely go through the growing pains where estimating and forecasting how to teach sand to think by firing electricity through it is a very complicated th- endeavor. It's not simple. And I just... I want to take this second to stand on my soapbox for a moment, and this is something that I really have tried to strive to be better at in 2022 and want to continue to do better in 2023. The people who make these products are geniuses. They're brilliant. When they can't deliver 60% performance uplift year on year, yes, sometimes that comes down to management and bad decision making, but literally the engineers who pour their hearts and souls into everything that they make should be respected, and just because they miss the mark or they can't deliver up to the expectations that are set by videos or publications or rumors or anything like that doesn't undermine the insane engineering effort that goes into what we have for game. Computers. I just want to be on that level. The iPhone 14 Pro, even if they miss their GPU mark, is still a marvelous piece of technology, regardless of what you think of what Apple does, regardless of what you think about their management. The fact that we can engineer things like this is incredible. Let's not lose sight of that. And let's not lose sight of software engineering being incredible. (laughs) The devs might want to figure out social media for a second because a Microsoft employee tweeted out uh, that notepad is getting tabs. And I don't think they were allowed to do that, so they deleted that tweet. Uh, But uh, here, Notepad's getting tabs. This is actually kind of cool. This is on top of Microsoft Explorer getting tabs, which is great. It looks like Windows is taking very seriously, adding tabs to a whole lot of things and modernizing a lot of different things that have been stagnant for many, many years. Speaking of, NVIDIA needs to get rid of their garbage... 2001 1995 era interface that they have for their Nvidia control panel that needs to die okay stunned time, time for something new if, if no pad can get a massive update. So can NVIDIA control panel, I'm believing in it. And NVIDIA is updating a few things. The RTX 3050, it's getting a pretty decent update in case you care about power consumption at all. MSI posting their new RTX 3050, which is based on a different die. The original 3050 was on GA106, this is on GA107. And essentially what that comes down to mean is that it's gonna draw 15 watts fewer than the original version or 12% power savings. According to everything, the clock speeds, the core counts, everything else is the same, it's just a more efficient chip and it's gonna be better for your power draw. It's not gonna be no power connector, it's not just gonna be on the slot because it's still 115 watts, but it'll be scoochie doochie better. And it'd be better if hot news is over, so I'm gonna scoochy dooch on out of here. I'll see you more for hot ta- 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 tech news tomorrow, bye.